The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Martial arts, mixed martial arts. How do we like our martial arts in Paris? Ho, 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 ho. That was fantastic. Uh, I was hoping you would drag that out a bit longer. I'm trying to figure out how to say mixed martial arts in French. I don't think this is accurate. Uh, this is a Google translation. Ah, monsieur mixed. I don't think that is how it's said. So I apologize to uh, all the French people out there. But we are here to talk UFC Paris, which goes down uh, Saturday at Acor Arena in Paris, France. Of course, this is the voice of Alexander Kaylee introducing uh, the MMA Fighting Preview Show panel of Jose Youngs. And of course, uh, in the booth, the wonderful Casey Lake. 11 fights going down Saturday, people. Uh, this is the return to Paris. Cyril Gane, homecoming, Manon Ferro. I think fighting in the UFC in Paris for the first... I have notes for these. That things. is correct. Yes, that is correct. Fighting fighting in Paris for the first time in her career, period. Excuse me. Because uh, obviously there was a long time ban on a professional MMA competition in France. So uh, Manon, uh, you know, found her success elsewhere. Yeah, she gets a magnificent homecoming. Uh, I, if anyone watched the ceremonial weigh-ins that were on just about an hour ago, you saw a huge reception for most of the French fighters. This crowd is jacked up. They were heckling and booing all their opponents. The atmosphere is fantastic. Jose, where is your level of excitement for uh, the OC's return to Paris this year? For the entire card? Mm, I'm not, I wouldn't say quote-unquote jacked up, but they're very clearly fights that i'm interested in uh, not the best card top to bottom this feels more like a bellator paris card where you know you got two three four really good fights at the top and then the rest it's obviously a lot of local talent 
couple other interesting names or recognizable names on the prelims, but not the best, certainly not the worst. On a scale of one to ten, maybe a four and a half, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't mean to speak for Jed. I think if you were doing the Michelin star rating, this might not get one. This might not get a – sorry, a Michelin star, excuse me. This might not get a Michelin star. I don't know if he would recommend for fight fans to like – you know, to but this would be worth a trip to Paris. And if you were traveling in Paris anyway, it would probably be worth checking out. But I don't know if this gets a Michelin star. Jed, if you're out there, I apologize for if I'm uh, – misinterpreting your card rating system but yeah it's 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 nice at the top i mean we got silo gun we got uh sergey spivak a hard charging heavyweight kind of maybe a little bit under the radar for some people then your co-main you got uh, menel field and uh rose namajunas and what could be a number one flyweight contenders bout but we will uh we will get to that uh we don't want to get ahead of ourselves here uh let's talk about silicon and sergey spivak as i was sort of working on my preview for the show i said one of the big narratives i think for the main and co-main is perhaps a fresh start uh for the a sides of these fights that being uh silicon and rose Namunis. i don't know if you see it from that way jose does see the what, what, what's cyril besides obviously winning a fight what does he have to gain from here? Where is he going to go from here if he if he puts on impressive performance on Saturday? It is a good reset button anytime you lose two in a row. Uh, now, to be fair, he's lost to Francis Ngannou and John he, Jones. He, he beat Tai Two of Us in there. He be, he did That's beat Tai Two of Us. That's true. So year. two of three, two of three, yeah. I'll say. So he's lost two of three, and to be fair, he's lost to Francis Ngannou and John Jones. You know, two of you know, in my opinion, the greatest fighter of all time, and John Jones and, and Francis Ngannou. At worst, the second greatest, third greatest UFC heavyweight of all time. So nothing to hang your head down about. Um, It's a good reset. This kind of reminds me of Derek Lewis's last fight in Salt Lake City where, you know, he just took this fight, uh, got that super impressive performance, and all of a sudden everyone's talking about him again. So I just think this is a really good opportunity for Cyril Gant to reset in his hometown, especially if he, even if he just kind of outpoints the guy. Like he like he has shown to do in some some of his apex cards. I'm sure the French crowd will be excited that he'll win. So at least look have that imagery of the raucous Parisian crowd. And then for Rose again, it's the only thing she should be worried about now is getting the win in her flyaway debut and erasing, in her words, the image of the last of her last performance, which was again in her words one of the worst performances uh, in UFC history. So yeah, it's. Two reset buns and much needed reset buns are two very talented high level martial artists. Yeah, uh, f- focusing on Cyril for now, is there anything he can do, Jose, to put himself right front and center in the heavyweight title picture again? We know that John Jones, of course, is defending against Stephen Miocic soon. We learned this week officially that Sergey Pavlich will, is once again on backup duty after backing up Jones gone last time. So you would think they've at least made some sort of promise to Sergey Pavlovich that he's getting a talent shot, but we don't know. I don't know if he has that kind of Colby Covington privilege. Cito uh, <laughs> God, you said you said of course getting a win, any kind of win, outpointing uh, Sergey Spivak over five rounds would be great. But is there something more that he can do to say, you know, give me another shot, give me a third shot at becoming uh, the UFC's undisputed heavyweight champion? He's not going to get a title shot in his next fight. I think I, I I don't think so. I think at worst he I mean he obviously could, depending on how injuries play out or uh, how the how the chips fall or even how the Madison Square Garden fight uh, between John Jones and Steve Bay plays out. But I think Sergey Palovich is going to be one half of that title fight. I think since he's 
0-2 in his last two title fights right now. I think he's still a step behind those guys. Even Jelton Almeida, who if Jelton Almeida beats Curtis Blades, I would I even think he's a step ahead of Cyril Gaon in terms of a possible next title fight. Now, if Jailton wins and Cyril Gaon wins, even Sergey Spivak, if he wins, like the three of those, they might fight Jailton Almeida. I would imagine Thomas Tom Aspinall fights Sergey Pavlovich for the vacant heavyweight title, especially if John Jones wins, vacates. Stipe retires because if Stipe retires, I'm on record saying if Stipe, well, if Stipe wins, I'm on record saying if Stipe wins, I would imagine the UFC will probably try to do a rematch against John Jones. Maybe headlines UFC 300 because that would just make sense. The greatest heavyweight of all time versus the greatest fighter of all time. Headlining UFC 300 in a massive stadium, possibly in Las Vegas. I just, I don't think Cyril gets a title shot right away. I think he's one more. I think he's one more win away against another top prospects just because he's 0-2 already. I don't think they want they're ready to throw him back in there right away. Now you you did mention we are having to wait to see how some things shake out, injuries, layoffs, circumstances. The rare uh, possibility that John Jones and Stipe both retire. I've been leaning towards that's not going to happen. Like I think Stipe could retire. I don't know about John Jones. I think John Jones, even though he's kind of, you know, uh, he hasn't really promoted like, oh, I want to fight Sergey Pavlovich. I want to fight uh, Tom Aspinall. He hasn't really been big on that. He's kind of mentioned the. Um, I still think he'll stick around for one more title defense, maybe. But if he doesn't, let's say John Jones gets a win, says I'm done. Steve Miocic loses, says I'm done. Either or the reverse, either way. Uh, you don't think it's possible Khan ends up, at, you know, can position himself as the favorite in a vacant title fight again? For, for I know you kind of said you you don't sound optimistic about it, but it could be like we said, him Pavlovich, him Aspinall, Almeida's in there, or Sergey Spivak wins. Uh, can Saturday? I guess I'm asking. Is Saturday's main event? Could one of these guys be uh, one half of the uh, a vacant title fight? I mean, they could. Uh, I don't think Sergey Spivak would because he's also already lost to Tom Aspinall. Mm-hmm. So I think Tom, if say there is a vacant title fight, it, it would have to be Tom and Sergey Pavlovich just because Tom, they're both ahead of these guys in the foot race anyway. Cyril Gon maybe, but I also think if they go back to London, Cyril Gon versus Tom Aspinall is kind of a perfect headliner for a fight night in London or Paris. You know, just two like a big European heavyweight tilt, all European tilt at the top of the card against two of the incredibly talented young heavyweights of the of the world. Maybe, but again, like I don't think Jailton Almeida is going to beat Curtis Blades. But if he does, I don't know how you can't include him in the conversation too, because he's not the biggest heavyweight. He does three things very well in every single one of his fights, and that's front kick double leg against the fence, take you down, submit you. I don't think he's going to do that to Curtis Blades, but if he does, you can't not have him in the conversation either. So I think one half is Sergey Pavlovich, and then it's pretty much a foot race to who's the man standing opposite him. I think most people would agree with you, Jose. I think even Cidel Gunn, I don't think he's not kicking down the doors right now saying like, oh, if I, you know, I want to get this win, get another Tele shot. He certainly wants one in the future, but uh, Cidel has pretty consistently been one of the more like level-headed thoughtful fighters a, a delightful interview i think and i don't think uh he's and, also, he, like his, his words at ufc media day if anyone watched it he's like i made my mma debut in 2018 <laughs> like i got time like he's very yeah. realistic of his path and that used to be tom aspinall and then he got hurt and then i think he kind of opens like oh i can't do this forever mm-hmm. so i think i I bet if if they give Tom the vacant title shot against Pavlovich, I think that would make the most sense all around. But, you know, money talks and where they go and 
what markets they're breaking into plays a big factor as well. Yeah, as you said, Gunn doesn't have a lot of wear and tear. He keeps himself in amazing shape uh, between fights, as far as we can see. Again, not that not that guarantees not getting injured, but it certainly helps, especially when uh, when you're one of the bigger guys in MMA. You stay in shape, and probably you know you can avoid any sort of freakish things happening to you. Fingers crossed. Uh, so I think, yeah, like I said, I think everyone agrees it's probably not a title fight next. There, that the UFC has other options for a vacant title fight. So just talking about this matchup. How concerned are you, Jose, with – well, let me ask you this. How concerned were you when you heard this fight was announced? Because we know it's not a secret, and Cito Gan knows it. Wrestling has been a problem. He, he got out-wrestled by Nganu, completely dominated by John Jones. I, I don't know how people compare Sergey's uh, – sorry, Sergey Spivak specifically – his grappling skills to those guys. But he does like to grapple. He does like to take down. does like to submit, does like to submit people. Are, how worried are you for, for uh, Cito Gan here? I don't know. It's such an interesting matchup because Francis Ngannou is not a very good MMA wrestler. And he took down Cyril Ghosn a lot. And even John Jones said, like like when Anthony Smith, I think he did an interview with Dan Martin, he said that he thought Cyril Ghosn was a worse matchup for John Jones than Francis Ngannou. And John Jones was like, I'm not overly worried about a guy that Francis Ngannou was able to take down a ton. How well, How good you can get at wrestling in that, sent from March to now. I don't know. I've not seen much of and of I've seen none of Cyril Gon's fight camp. Sergey Spivak obviously choked out Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is not even remotely close to being healthy in that fight. And then uh took down Greg Hardy and beat him up with ground and pound on the ground. Greg Hardy is not an is not a good MMA fighter. And then the rest of his wins are, you know, every fight goes up in in level in terms of talent. He's only he's lost to Tom Aspinall who's right there with Cyril Ghosn as the most promising young heavyweights in the world, and Marcin Sabur, who just got absolutely dusted by Tom Aspinall. And I know MMA math doesn't exist and should not exist. I don't know because I don't think Sergei Spivak is the best wrestler in the division, but Cyril Ghosn has looked like he has never wrestled a day in his life when he faces these guys like John Jones and Francis Ngannou, who are opposite ends of be- of the wrestling skill set tree. I have absolutely no idea how this fight is going to go because Sergey Spivak could just take him down and choke him out, or Cyril Gaunt could punch him once, like he's done to you know Junior Dos Santos and Tied to Ivas and send a reeling right away. I have no idea. This fight could play out in a multitude of ways, and I'm not going to try and guess. That's great because this is the perfect time for me to say, uh, Jose, we need to make our predictions for the fight. Let's start with you. Go ahead. Who's who's going to win? How's it going to go? Great segue. Really, really professional segue. Mm. I'm going to say Cyril Gaon. I think Sergey Spivak is very good. I don't think he's the best wrestler in the division, like I said, but he's obviously, I think he's much better than Cyril Gaon. That being said, I do take into account that Derek Lewis was pretty open that he was very injured and very sick or whatever in his fight against Spivak. Remember he, they were supposed to fight and then he pulled out and then they rebooked it and he just wasn't ready to go. I would favor Derek Lewis in that rematch against Sergey Spivak too, especially the Derek Lewis that showed up in Salt Lake city with that flying knee and the six pack abs. I think it's not going to go like Ty Cause I think the tie fight, I think Spivak will actually try to wrestle. I think he will find some success. I think Cyril will defend as best he can. And I think Cyril will land a punch or a flurry or a strike, whatever that will hurt Spivak. 
And then Cyril will swarm for the TKO. I don't think he's going to knock him out cold. I don't think he's going to submit him. I think it's going to be either uh, rock him on the feet, finish him on the ground, or finish him against the fence, something like that. Because Cyril is a very good striker. Uh, Spivak has shown that he can get clipped and finished. I think it's going to be one of those. I don't think it's going to be a club and sub. I think it's going to be a club and then kill him with death by a thousand lunchboxes against the fence. Uh, let me go to producer Casey. Can I bring you in here for prediction? Uh, a, a man who knows what it's like to dominate a fight with grappling. Stop it. Uh, are you are you team Spivak here? Are you going are you going team Spivak? Do you think <laughs> did did, did uh, gone? I hate this word, but did he get exposed a little bit in his two you know his two championship fights? That wrestling is it, deficiency is it is it too much? It's too much to overcome. No, because he's lost to two of the greatest heavyweights ever to enter the cage. Fair. That's who he's lost to, and Fair. that's and who and who you and who you lose to is what matters, not if you lost. Um, um, I'm gonna take. The, um, are you asking for prediction? Uh, give me your prediction, oh. sir, please. Uh, I'm I'm pretty confident. I think Gon's got this. Um, and um, unless Spivak can kind of make, unless he's, I guess make. From from my opinion, giant leaps uh, improvement as far as overall as a mixed martial artist. Uh, I think Gon's just a better overall athlete, and I think he um, essentially I think he shit the bed with John Jones. I think John Jones <laughs> is obviously a better fighter, but the way he dominated that fight is isn't reflective of how good John of how good Cyril Gon really is. So um, yeah, uh, I think Gon still got it, and uh, I think um, it should be a pretty um, dominant uh, victory decision, maybe. Yeah, I uh, might, uh, might, not, uh, might not be exciting. Might not be exciting, but um, uh, but I think Gon's going to be smart about this and just um, use that bi- use that big octagon to his advantage. It's Jose. It's this is going to be the only time the sentence will ever be said ever. <laughs> this matchup with Cyril Gon really does remind me of when remember when Felicia Spencer she lost to Chris Cyborg got a win and then lost to Amanda Nunes. And we were like, yeah, she lost to the two greatest women's fighters in the history of martial arts. And then, you know what happened to her next fight after she lost to Amanda Nunes? She lost a real bad fight to Norma Dumont. This is, you know, it's a trap. It's, it's mm-hmm. similar to, I don't know if AK watched, but Canada lost to Brazil. It was like, it's like a I'm trap game. In what, in what sport? It's like in, in the, in the basketball um, RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett led them to a, a sweet loss. Didn't hear um, about that. It's it's a trap fight. It's you know everyone's saying like, oh, you lost to the two greatest fighters ever in this division. You know you should do you should have your way with anyone else. And then Norma Dumont shows up and beats Felicia Spencer. I'm not saying Sergey Spivak is Norma Dumont, but he could play the same role. You know, I don't also don't know what Cyril Gans, you know. Actually, I do know because he talked about it at the MA media. Someone asked, like, Oscar Willis goes, are you bummed out at all that you might not get the rematch? He's like, I, I don't really care. They won. That's okay. So I don't think he's stressing on it too much. But he's so, he's that so could play spoiler. Yeah. He's so unshakable. I, I'm with you guys. <clears throat> Sorry. I'll make it a, a sweep as far as predicting a gone win. Uh, Jed and I always harp on this. Being a plus athlete at heavyweight is such an asset. Gone is maybe one of the three best, most athletic, most coordinated heavyweights in the world. 
He's been that way since he debuted with the UFC. He's he's still that way. Sergey Spivak is not a bad athlete, by the way. I'm not saying he, he's bad. He's probably just closer to average for the weight class than um, than Gan is, and that can go a long way. That uh, athleticism can make up for a lot of deficiencies. <laughs> I think he's going to be able to move around a lot and in such a way that it's going to make it really difficult for Spivak to get a hold of him. He might get taken down, but uh, I'm going to have some confidence he'll be able to to work his way up or at least survive a round without getting submitted, without getting finished on the ground. So I think uh, Gon's going to be evasive, again, super athletic, uh, super agile, really, and, uh, you know, responsible defensively. And he'll find a finish, a TKO in uh, second or third round. I'll go, I'll go late second. I'll go late second. So uh, we're across the board. But but, but do you agree this was the correct fight to make? For both, yeah. for both guys, sure. the location, yeah, no the timing, it. everything. Oh, I yeah, got yeah. no problem with the matchup. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Yeah, it actually makes a lot. It's just in general, and so just good on the UFC for the timing and the location. So everything makes sense in that. Because a lot of times we just get weird fights sometimes, but this one makes sense for both opponents and the promotion. It, and it the made city. sense. It's similar to the Tom Aspinall Tabura fight. Like it, Tabura and Spivak are not the biggest names, but meritocracy-wise, it did make sense, especially for the location. Sometimes uh, they get it right. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes they get it. This, this was solid, and Spivak deserves—he deserves a shot to yeah. like jump up yeah. seven, seven and seven and three. He's definitely yeah, the B side wins. in this. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. But he's earned that spot in the main event. Yes. This is how spoilers This is how spoilers are made. Uh, we can talk now about the co-main, which some would argue, it's not. I don't want to say it's a bigger fight. It's probably about equal. But there's title implications here. There's a definite storyline here. And I don't know if it's a stretch to say that Rose is the most popular fighter on the card. Uh, so she will be facing, again, France's own Manon Fioreau, who seems to have done enough to earn a title shot, but flyweight is actually pretty competitive at the top. So we don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, but yes, the A side of this fight, uh, despite Manon being uh, the you know in front of the home crowd here, will be Rose Namajunas, in my opinion. Uh, 
Menel will get the second walkout. But Rose coming off, we can call it one of the worst, one of the most boring, one of the most confusing fights, maybe all of the above. Uh, her rematch with Carla Esparza. To this day, I mean, people are still talking about it, still, scratch, still scratching their heads about it. She still has to answer questions about it, as she did at Media Day. How is she going to look? I mean, it feels like we've said we asked this question a lot ahead of Rose fights because of the time in between, because of how differently she herself has admitted when she's the champion, when she's the challenger, she has a completely different mindset. Um, I don't even know. I'm not going to ask for the prediction just yet, of course. Jose, I'll say, what do you expect to see from Rose Nevajunas when she... Uh, from from walkout to to the fight itself, what do you expect to see from her? I have no idea, and mm-hmm. I said this on between the links yesterday because I stopped trying to figure out Rose a <laughs> long time ago. Um, she was the reigning champion, and she she would take a lot of time off and then come back and uh, have really impressive performances. She would take time off when she wasn't the champion, come back and have bad performances. She head kicked Wei Lee. She Lost Jessica Andrade, but I also she beat Jessica Andrade. I thought Jessica Andrade won that fight, and then she beat Wei Li, and a lot of people think Wei Li won that fight. So I have absolutely no idea what Rose is going to show up because I, I she's been one of the most unpredictable fighters in terms of what she bring what she presents in the octagon. That I'm just I'm not going to I'm I, she's one of the fighters that I'm not going to try to guess because. She could dust you with a head kick or she could lay an egg like Carla. She's been on both ends of the spectrum. Um, is Israel Adesanya's like that for a minute, especially with the, you know, the Paulo Costa and the Yola Romero stuff, but he's obviously definitely erased that, um, especially with the last performance. Will Rose do that against Manon? I don't know. Manon kicks a lot. I know our colleague Jed Minshew said, Manon is not, he said, he, I think his phrase, what was his phrase yesterday? B, BTL case. He's like, Manon sucks. I don't think she sucks it's, by any means. Yeah. It's, yeah. He used I that phrase think, a lot. He used that phrase a lot with some, I don't think Manon for sucks at all. I think she's mm-hmm. a, she's an actual flyweight that kicks a lot, kicks really hard. She's beaten everyone put in front of her in the UFC and it's leveled up every time she's slowly been growing and growing and growing. The face-off for the Rose, she definitely looks like the bigger fighter. Rose looks like a strawweight that just didn't cut weight. Manon looks like a flyweight. I'm curious. So my big, I'm very curious if Rose's power translates from strawweight to flyweight. I think that's the question everyone's going to have in this fight, and how man if Manon tries to grapple because she's beaten tall fighters in Kalachukagian, and Rose never seems like she struggled to make strawweight. But I obviously never really saw her weight cuts. I, I'm just curious how. She just because like look what happened to Chris Weidman. Look what happened to Israel Asanya. They're very good middleweights, and then they go up to two hundred five, and they just get Weidman gets dusted, and John Blahovich just wrestles Israel and and, and essentially it's their weight classes for a reason. The, either scenario wouldn't surprise me if Manon did either. You mentioned the size, but, but, but huge, the, fly, the flyweight champion right now is a former. Straw weight. Right. So, and with, yes, and with so. that, and with that, it's like what Dustin Poirier said when he went from featherweight to lightweight. It took him a few fights to actually mm-hmm. feel like a lightweight. Mm-hmm. Alexa Grasso, you know, she she also didn't fight the the physically, she didn't fight the bigger name fit because like she fought Macy Barber, who was also a straw weight, and then she kind of yeah. worked her way up. Um yeah, yeah and I, Grasso, I, 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 Grasso, I, I, the thing, Rose, the, 
one big difference. Grasso, oh, go oh, on. Also okay. struggled. <laughs> Sorry, Grasso also struggled with that weight cut very often. Yeah. Now, I don't know how Rose is going. I mean, just Rose never missed. So she might have had a hard time too. But Grasso, I think, missed at least twice, including one massive, or one massive, massive miss. Yeah. So she Vegas probably canceled was, her fight against Claudia because she had missed to. so much. They had to. Uh, so she was probably headed toward flyweight all along. This kind of leads to my next question. Uh, and uh, 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 Casey, I don't know if you had want to make one more point there. Oh no, I I do um, talk about um, you know straw weights going up the flyweight and being successful or not. But the, yeah, the difference of Grasso though is um, Grasso didn't jump into the top three mm-hmm. of the division. And mm-hmm. that's what Rose is doing. Like if, if this was Rose versus, I can't think of a name, but someone ranked number Jennifer 16. Maya. E- e- Jennifer Maya. Yeah. Even whoever's behind Jennifer Maya, but around that area, I think we'll be a mo- little more confident in Rose's capabilities, but going against someone very athletic, very big for the weight class, like man and Faroe, that's, I think we're kind of wondering. So, and I, 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 I pulled up, LX is like fights like she quote unquote lost to Carlos Sparza, which I don't think any of us think she lost that. Yeah. Right? That was the next. That was an awesome fight, too. And then then her next fight was a flyweight and she fought Kim Ji-yoon, Macy Barber, Jojo, Vivian Arujo. Like every single one was just one more up, one more. Up, one, like Casey said, it wasn't top three <laughs> right away. She allowed her body to mm-hmm. physically get big for that division. And also being co-main event on a, I know this is a fight night for us, but this is essentially like a pay-per-view in for Paris. The, like the crowd's going to yeah. be up for the, for the French people. So there's a lot of attention and press on her too. So I wonder if that pressure is going to be good for Rose because that pressure clearly hurt her in the Carla fight. But there was also a lot yeah. of you know, her previous loss to Carla too. She doesn't have history of Manon right here. So um this fight is very interesting because there's so many unknown variables, especially from the psychological stance. And we're completely guessing because we just aren't inside Rose's head. Good on Manon, too, for taking this fight. This is a dangerous fight. Some coming off a bad performance unranked in your division. Mm-hmm. This, I think, is a sentiment we all share. Is is And Jose said it right at the top. Figuring Rose out is... Uh, nearly impossible figuring out most fighters out is pretty difficult like trying to get in their heads and, and trying to figure out what they're thinking rose in particular uh based on just how she gets the breaks she's taken how she's performed in her career the, her interviews things she says in her interviews it's she's she's a she's a complicated character she's a complicated figure uh it's also it is also last thing on this it is refreshing mm-hmm. well last thing for me i don't know if you guys do but it is refreshing <laughs> to see rose not be in a rematch because I feel yeah. like it's just, you know, it's Joanna, Joanna, Jessica, Jessica, Whaley, Whaley. And then even Carla, I know there was a gap, but it was just rem- it was rematches and rematches and five-round title fights. It's refreshing to see Rhodes take a three-round non-rematch. Yeah, and I, I wonder, you know, I don't wonder. I, I even know for almost for sure this is one of the reasons she was probably happy to move up to 125 to get out of that cycle. Because she she could have angled her way into a third Whaley fight. I mean, she beat Whaley twice. It just sounds like she's beaten her. It doesn't, it's not about the title. Sure. She could go get the title again, but in her mind, I think she's like, well, I, I beat Whaley. I beat her again. I don't really feel inclined to do that fight again. And who can blame her? I'm sure. Especially the second fight was super tough. I mean, the second fight was like, I don't know of anyone who would want to go through uh, another five rounds with, with Zhang Whaley. So, um, but I is, think is, if she was a straw weight, she would be getting fed to Tatiana Suarez next. It could be that too, yeah. And Tatiana <laughs> has wanted to fight Rose, uh, so that that could definitely be made. 
Um, but is this is this the right is she going up for the right reasons to, to avoid the you know again to avoid all these rematches to uh, you know how not to deal with this this extra ten pounds of weight cut? I know this is really more of a question for post fight, but win or lose, Jose, do you think that she's this is the right thing for her to do at this, this stage in her career? Why not? I mean, why not? Rose, like I said, I've I've stopped trying to figure out Rose a long time ago. Um, it, she could easily drop back down. I assume she could drop back down to strawway, especially with Whaley being the champ and everything. Maybe she just wants to see how the division shakes up. But if she loses, we might never see Rose again. If she wins, we might never see Rose again. I Again, I am not going to try to figure out Rose. Because even when she was the champion, if she would have retired, I wouldn't have been surprised either. Oh, sorry, guys. I saw someone asking in the comments, uh, maybe more than one person, so I know we'll do the questions later, but since we're, we're talking about Rose, do you think that there's any chance she that this is her last fight if she loses? It's always a possibility with Rose. Yeah, it could happen. How would you guys feel about that? Uh, Casey, I'll go to you. How, how, how would you feel? How would you feel if she's like, even not right away, oh, if um, she just kind of like, if you got the sense that like, you know, she's non-committal, like didn't announce her retirement, does not, doesn't leave the gloves in, but kind of like, you kind of getting a vibe that like, Ooh, this might, you know, that might be it. Like she's had, she's been fighting for a long time. She's been fighting since she's uh, as, a, as a fan, I'll be bummed yeah. because yeah, uh, take, take, take away the car, the, the Carla second Carla fight. Um, Rose's Rose's an incredible athlete, incredible fighter, incredible personality in the sport. Just a just an incredibly unique person that we that we don't we don't. Have, there's no other Rose. There's only Rose. You know, she's one of one. So if she leaves the sport, that will be a bummer as a fan. But as someone who cares about humans and people, if her heart's not in it, happy trails, Rose. Happy trails. I was at I was at her date and like. I was at her debut fight in Evicta. I was at the fight when she got the flying arm bar. So I feel like I got to see the whole the whole journey of Rose as a professional fighter. And um, if she looks bad um, tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon, whatever, um, yeah, maybe maybe she's like Korean Zombie, where she's like, you know what? If I can't be the best, I don't want to be, you know. The whole Ricky Bobby thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Was the was the flying armbar when she also did like the greatest celebration in in like the, yeah the greatest history celebration. Just, it ran the whole thing, bounced on the mat. Just it was uh, that was like like a, a, like a three year old dancing, you know, just like <laughs> ah, you know? in, the, in, in the best possible way too. In the best, in possible, the best, way, possible, best way. possible way, not like in a bad way, like in an awesome way. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's a great moment. Uh, Jose, you'd be, you'd be fine. You, uh, again, putting aside the, of course, we're fine with any, when, any time a fighter decides to, you know, not put themselves through this crazy, uh, routine anymore. You'd be like, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good with the Rose and Juniors experience. How'd you feel? I would that? be, I would be super bummed if we never got to see Rose in a fist fight again, because she's very fun to watch. She's a very, like Casey said, she's a very fun unique individual and i think this sport needs that she's very open with all of her mental health and everything like that which i also think is important but if she just wants to go you know be a farmer the world needs farmers like <laughs> the world's never not going to need farmers and she seems to really enjoy that so i'm good with whatever makes her happy but selfishly as a fan i would be super bummed because i really like watching her compete and she's she's been very vocal with like there are a lot of champions that will be like, you know, I want to fight the person that is like the biggest name or makes me the most money. But she was very open words. Like when when she became champion, she's like, it's 
you know, Jessica Andrade is next. Like I understand she's won all these in a row. This was like 2019. And then I interviewed her on the red carpet and Dana was kind of wishy-washy on Carla fighting for the title. Um, especially after she beat Yan Zhao Nan and Car- and Rose on the red carpet was like, no, Carla is next. Like, I'm telling you, I'm going to fight Carla Esparza next. And I always thought that was very refreshing as the reigning champion, that she understood that people put in the work and they deserved to fight for the title. So again, I, w- I would miss Rose's presence in the sport if she retires. Yeah, I, I, it's I, it's funny. I was, I was doing some writing for um, just, I don't know, preview stuff for this fight. It, it's I, that last fight was so damaging, at least to her, to her recent brand. Like, you know, people calling it, Oh, the most boring fight ever herself calling it the most boring fight ever people have. I hope nobody forgets how friggin' unbelievable her career has been both whether we're talking about, you know, wars that went the distance or highlight real finish. She's got some amazing finishes. Uh, and we shouldn't be eulogizing her anyway. I, again, I, I just want to go yes or no guys. You, you uh, uh, Casey with a loss does Rose retire on Saturday. Uh no, she does not retire. No. Okay, Jose, same same question. Is this the last time we see her fight on Saturday? If she loses, no, no. But if she loses, I would imagine she takes a lot of time off. Okay, and and there's nothing wrong. She's only like 31, right? Something, Something like, like that. that. Yeah, I think, I, mean, yeah she's, I think she's a year younger than. Yeah, she's a year younger. Yeah, than she's, she, and she's, she's basically she's essentially right at her athletic peak right now, but mentally, years in the sport, who knows how what her motivation is and. That's what we're going to find out. I think if she, if it looks like an uninspired performance, I guess we'll call it that, um, an uninspired loss. I mean, it could be, she might lose a great fight and that's something different. But if she looks just like, oh, Manon takes her down or Manon just front kicks her for 15 minutes or whatever, um, then maybe, then maybe I think we might question her, her will to be in there. But um, just, if she just loses because Manon is better that night, I think I think she'll you know get back in the gym and we'll see her again. Yeah, that's my only one. That's probably one of not just my only one of my bigger issues with this matchup is Manon is not the fighter you want to put in there with someone no. if you're trying to showcase them. She's very, she's tricky. Like she is tricky. She comes from that karate background. She is tricky. <laughs> Um, she's more experienced than her record would suggest as far as combat sports goes. Uh, so I'll just go, we'll go right into predictions here. I'll say I am actually leaning towards uh, Menel Fimbo to get the win via decision. Somewhat competitive fight. I will say not controversial. I think she'll, she'll outpoint Rose. I think the size matters. Um, I think the layoff matters too. Ring rust being a state of the mind, whatever you want to call it. But I do think uh, Menon being a bit busier. Um, and just you know, seemingly more active, it will will make a big difference. So I do have Fierro winning by decision and possibly entering himself uh, a crack at the UFC flyweight title. Casey, what do you got? Who do you, who do you got winning on on Saturday? Um, I'm going to go with Rose twenty nine twenty eight. I'm sorry, Ooh. yeah, twenty nine twenty eight. I think okay. it will be a competitive fight, but I think Rose just overall is a better mixed martial artist, and I think her um, her good use of angles and uh, in her stand up will compensate for her maybe I th- i'm assuming l- lack of size and um and we have have we have, have we seen manon really tested on the ground actually i mean I can't, no I can't. uh a little bit like they tried jennifer maya and bueno silva tried and but they just couldn't do anything yeah so uh yeah i i think rose will get her down i, I don't think she'll be able to submit manon i'm gonna give her that but i think uh rose just being Having more ways to win will win a competitive decision. 
Jose, I go to you. You're the tiebreaker. Where are you going? With I'm gonna. This? I'm picking Manon 29-28, but I think it's gonna be. I I agree with Casey that I think Rose is the better martial artist. I just think size, length, and everything will be the will is the factor. And I also agree that Rose is incredible with her angles and like when that that like like duck switch into the when she knocked out Joanna. Amazing. Manon has fought in a lot of <laughs> strikers in her life. She's a black belt in karate. I think she's seen a lot of angles too. I I just think size and length is going to be the deciding factor. Rose is the better martial artist, but weight classes are there for a reason. I think if Rose had built her way up to Manon like in a year or two, she would beat her. But right now, that that ceremonial win, Manon just looked like the bigger fighter. And I think that's going to be the deciding factor. So we got uh, two Manons and one Rose nominees, but we're all expecting a somewhat. I don't any, I think anyone is expecting and, Rose to get blown out of the water in one twenty five. And man, and, man, and like everyone, like Manon has had a ton of amateur fights too, MMA fights. Like she's an IMMAF, whatever that yeah. is. Like she's won. She's like a champion like multiple times in that, or at least reached the finals multiple times. So her pro record does not indicate how many like total MMA fights she's had. Mm-hmm. And, and and fighters that go through that system, I, I can't. Oh remember, yeah, the IMMA F or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, yeah that's, right. that's, a, that's That's right. that's a very tough system, and it's um, super tough. If if you uh, if you win that or come out at the top, you you are you know you do you do well as a pro. You do well as a pro. Yeah. And she, she's won. I just looked it up. She's she won the 2017 one where she fought she, both of the ones she was in. She fought twice in one day, and they were both three round decisions. So fighting six rounds in one day in Bahrain is not an easy thing to do. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, did um, Makayev come up? Yeah, Makayev did yeah. some IMM and KF, right? Yeah, so did, uh, Shorty, Shorty Torres did that yeah. a lot too. Like That's not bad. There's a, a few uh, few fighters, yeah. For Big sure. up yeah, Shorty Torres, brave champion though yeah. too. Friend of the program. Finally, yeah, finally got that title around his waist. Uh, this we're my best friend, Mike Heck here. This is the part, or or my other best friend, Shaheen Al Shadi here. Uh, they would. This is the part where they'd ask for your low key banger. But I want to make sure we talk about the not quite co main event, uh, not quite main event fight between Benoit Saint Denis and Thiago Moises. We don't need to go in depth on this one. I just want to say this fight is effing awesome. Uh, yeah. I love it. when people throw it, go. You know, when people do the bantamweight versus lightweight debate, I lean bantamweight every time. But you throw a fight like this out there between two guys who are like maybe top 25, top 30. Um, it's just awesome. It's it just style wise. It's great where they are in their careers. Tiago Moises, I think one of the more underappreciated guys of 155. Oh, yeah. He's lost, right. He's lost like Benil Dariush, Islam, right. But like, okay, you know, what are you going to do this? So he's not, maybe not a top 10 guy, but boy, he is good. And uh, he's only 28, I think. So he's plenty of career for Tiago Moises ahead of him. Uh, Benoit Santini shaking off that very ugly uh, UFC debut where like it was one it was at welterweight so weight class above two it was a fight that probably should have been stopped he was taking he took a nasty beating oh, and I I'm very glad oh I'm very glad that he has moved on from that and thrived undefeated at 155 in the UFC so far and finishing people putting on exciting fights this is a perfect I don't know if there's such a thing of the third third to last fight like you know it's not the co-main not the main but this is a perfect third to last fight. This is going to have win or lose. This is going to have unless Moises takes him on like thirty seconds. The the Paris crowd is going to be going insane for Benoit Saint-Denis. So this is oh yeah perfect matchmaking. Yes, that's the fight that he lost in his debut that the referee got fired. Oh, like my god, right after that fight, horrible. 
Horrible. Wait, which fight was this? In- uh, Zaleski was Zaleski. Oh, oh, was that- yeah, yeah, it was in UFC. Zaleski also popped after the fight, but oh. uh, it was such a blatantly like it should have been stopped at least a dozen times that the UFC and the athletic commissioner, or whatever, were like, "You got to go." Like he wasn't allowed to ref the rest of the. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go. Uh, also on the main card, we have Volkan Uzdemir fighting uh, Bogdan Guskov. Guskov, I believe, is stepping in for, uh, yes, Azamat Mirzakhanov, making his UC debut. Cage Warriors standout, uh, William Gomez fighting uh, Yanis Gamori. I think they're both French. This is French, France on France violence. And then uh, in the main card opener, uh, yeah, Cage Warriors this champion. Is, this is the fight that I'm excited whoa, for. Whoa. Whoa, go, okay, uh, you know what, Jose, go, I'll just say this is Cage, former Cage Warriors champion, uh, Morgan Chedier, Chedier, and I'm uh, not going to try to newcomer, pronounce his last name. Morgan, and uh, newcomer Manolo Zucchini, Zucchini probably, I'd say. Uh, and there you go, so that's a pretty solid main card, but go ahead, wait, wait, uh, wait. Uh, Jose, if you want to talk about Morgan a little bit, pick him up. Mo- Morgan is so good. Morgan, I feel like he was a guy that it was we were waiting for him to get into the UFC for a long time. Um, he's the guy that walks out with the pirate flag. I, he obviously can't do that in, in the UFC, but he's the last pirate. I know he's like oh him twenty and ten or whatever. Like he's had so many fights, and he's so fun. And he's never going to be a champion. Or he, I'm not. That's very rude of me to say. I don't think <laughs> we don't ever, I don't think he will ever be champion. But he is always going to be in exciting fights. And if you ever go to Paris, if you ever go anywhere in Europe. He's the perfect main card opener uh, to set the tone for the main card. His fan base is nuts. Like if you go on the internet and like search, like he's he's very popular on social media to the point where the UFC did a breakout of his face off for Instagram. Like that's how popular he uh, is. He's uh, I'm very excited for this fight. I I had been waiting for him to to join the UFC for a very long time. He's had a he's I, I feel like he had a couple of those like hey if you win this fight you're gonna get to the UFC and he's like stumbled a bit like the paul hughes fight which we're not going to get into the paul hughes who should be in the ufc <laughs> right now but then he's won i think what two three in a row um one of them was a doctor stoppage like after round one too so he's i'm very excited for him to fight uh he's has a ton of fight i yeah i can't say enough positive things about him in terms of his fighting style i'm excited and his fan is he's gonna bring in a big fan base it's, i'm sold it's pretty- i'm excited Yes. Yeah, I, I, God, I, I hope this is Send this man a check. Send this man a check. I'm into it. I'm so, I don't I know really a lot about. Yeah. I really I hope it's a good fight. I don't know a lot about Manolo, to be honest. Uh, this is a fight because. Yeah. yeah. So Manolo has, has like almost all of his fights have been by knockout. Um, King Mogo, I think is his nickname, Morgan's nickname, has like a massive amount of knockout. Someone's going to die in this fight. <laughs> okay. Cool. Someone's oh, going to. Not, someone is going to go to. Someone's going to bed. Someone's okay, going to bed. Nice, and that's I'm not nice saying Morgan's going to win. I'm not being like, oh, Morgan's going to announce his presence. Like I think this, he's a guy that's killer be killed. And I, I 
is I'm excited. I'm very excited for this fight. We had uh, and it, well, that was the main card. We had an interesting little shuffle actually this week because uh, Taylor Lapalus making his return to the UFC. By the way, he left mm-hmm. uh, on he left three and one coming off a win. Uh, back in the day, uh, he was supposed to fight Muin Gafarov. Gafarov having visa issues, and uh, Yanis Gamori on the main card was supposed to fight Colin uh, Colin Lochran. And uh, uh, what happened there? Oh, they got moved because. Oh, and then sorry, uh, Gomez was William Gomez was supposed to fight Lucas Almeida. Sorry, so Lucas Almeida got injured. So William Gomez is now fighting uh, Gomori. Gomori having to go up to one forty five. And uh, Laplace and Lochran got matched up. So some pretty, we still got some pretty good matchups. Uh, Laplace really should have never been uh, let go by the UFC. I think mm-hmm. his contract just ran out and they didn't re-sign him. And to this day, he's kind of like he's not entirely sure why. Um, and Lochran made quite a show of himself at the ceremonial weigh-ins, flipping off the crowd uh, and, the, and then making a obscene gesture of uh, self-pleasure, I guess is the nice way I can put it, at the crowd. <laughs> It was not. It was not very kind. Wait, uh, give himself a back massage. What are you talking about? What he gave. Yeah, 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 yeah. He mind giving himself yeah. a back massage. Exactly. Oh, it right. was, uh, which was very offensive to the French. They're like, no, we <laughs> we have other. We give each other massages around here. How dare you? Uh, Angelusa, Reese McKee, kind of a sleeper banger of a fight in the prelims that could be really nice. Jocelyn Edwards, women's bantamweight belt with uh, the debuting Nova Cornol. Yes, it's pronounced as you think it is. Please a women's jokes. bantamweight fight. This an is, actual women's and a, a new let's women's celebrate. bantamweight. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. <laughs> Uh, bantamweight, another uh, men's bantamweight bout, Farid Basharat, Clayton Rodriguez, and uh, a catchweight bout. Sorry, guys, not a uh, women's bantamweight bout. People thought it was. Apparently, it was always meant to be a catchweight bout. Zara why, Fern. Why is that a catchweight fight? Who, who's the feather? Because uh, uh, Francis Zara Fern is in it, and she cannot make 135 to save her life. She's fighting uh, the newcomer, Jacqueline Cavalcanti. Uh, and Zara almost missed the catchweight. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> Casey, she came in 140 and uh, a half and she needed the extra hour to make one. She needed an extra hour to make the catch weight. So this was never meant to be a bantamweight bout. It was always a catch weight. And uh, thank goodness oh, she made it. And, um, and uh, yeah, Zara is 0 and 3. She needs yeah. this, to put it nicely. She needs yeah. this. And it's not like her fights have been, well, you know, she's lost in pretty spectacular fashion. So. Yeah. yeah, Megan Goffrey, she got her. Then uh, uh, <laughs> Josie Nunes got her. Well, she'll be fighting in her home country for the first time since 2015. So, uh, good luck to you, Zara Fair, and hopefully, she uh, this inspires her and gets her win, keeps her keeps her in the UFC because this is this is definitely the la- her last shot. Uh, but yeah, any other, I don't know, any of those fights you guys want to showcase before we move on? Jocelyn Jocelyn Edwards, veteran of Robbery Review, if I remember correctly. Uh, what was fight was that again? Yes, I wrote that her last she, fight. To the point where literally the the second the fight yes. ended, everyone was like, "Robbery review, AK." Yes, Pudilova, and that she missed weight for that fight, and she missed yeah. weight for that fight. So, oh, that was oh, yeah. yeah, even the even even the the commentators were like, "This is some tomfoolery." Women's bantamweight is the best. Uh, I say this time and time again. I say I say bantamweight, lightweight, women's bantamweight. Casey, I guess we can go to the questions. I, 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 I'm a, please ignore anything that has the phrase uh, in, in or them or dog in some combination. I will not be answering those questions. You should know now. All right. Uh, all right. Questions, questions about this card, guys. Um, uh, we kind of answered this earlier, but just, mm-hmm. what do we got? But someone's at, ooh, shoot, hold on. This is all crazy. Yep. 
Profites yeah. info. Yeah, this is sort of what inspired me to ask the question. Profites info just want Profites info just wants to know: Does Rose uh, now Muniz retire if she loses? Not necessarily retires in the spot, but in Rose fashion, just kind of fades away, doesn't fight again. Yeah, we touched upon this a bit. Uh, I will say it's worth discussing. Like why? Like why would she retire? And again, we said she's unpredictable. And I do wonder, and I'm sure she's well off. She's made a good amount of money fighting. But we sort of someone in our in our chat brought this up to me when I was like, why doesn't Chris Weidman just retire? And it's like, when you're making six figures to fight and it's still something you enjoy, it's like, it's pretty strong motivation not to walk away. So I think I could see her taking a break, but probably coming back. I just don't sense the retirement anytime soon. It's it's interesting if Rosie retirement because it won't be because of her actual fighting skills or yeah. her, her, her body or anything. It's going to be something, mm-hmm. it's going to be mental in a sense that, does she want to do it? Because like the thing about it's interesting at Rose is like a lot of the fighters they'll stay in the game a little longer than maybe they should because that's who they are. They identify as a fighter. That's that's when people come when people talk to them, they know them as a fighter before a person or whatever. I think Rose doesn't care about that. I think Rose doesn't see herself as a fighter first. She's just you know a farmer first. You know, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. You know, <laughs> she's a. She's she's Rose Namajunas first before a fighter, so Rose leaving the sport. Um, who knows? I mean, honestly, Rose could leave on a win too, retire on a win. Who we don't really know with Rose right now. If 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 her heart, if this is what she wants. So, uh, I don't, but that's that's never a good conversation though. I think it coming into a fight, you know, like when you know think about their prospects of Rose, like eventually fighting for a flyweight title or whatnot. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of mystery coming into this. And, um, I, I only saw clips of her. I think the only interview that kind of what that we saw was her, her media day interview. What was your sense of Rose's attitude? Uh, like, did you get a good vibe from her? I did. That, I, I, I didn't did. Think, yeah. I, I didn't I, get the sense too, at all yeah. that she's thinking about retiring. I, I didn't get that sense at all. She does seem a bit refreshed by not having to cut the extra weight, the possibility of new challenges in 125. Yeah. Not having to be in that Zhang Wili, Yoana, Jessica Andrade, meat grinder. Um, not, not again, not that 125 is easy. I know 115 has yeah. traditionally been thought of as the deeper division and 155 is banging right now, by the way, but 125 is, I think is super solid, especially at the top. Um, which is the the kind of fighters that looks like Rose going to get matched up with. Plus, you got Silvamania coming up. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, but I thought her attitude was fine. I I, I think she seemed pretty she happy, seemed, pretty smiling. Yeah. yeah, she uh, what is she she said she had to get over it because she said she was kind of in her feelings after the last performance, yeah. especially all the negative reaction. Yeah. And she's Stay like, off the web. Stay off the she's web. like, and then but then she's like, eventually, I, you know, I realized you know it was justified. And she speaks about fighting very interestingly. I think her phrase was like, people watch me fight to be inspired, and I just didn't do that. And I was like, that's mm. an, uh, an a very as- interesting and astute way of breaking down your skill set. Yeah, it's a, lot, it's a lot of responsibility. I think that's true, because I think if someone like, say, Korean Zombie, why we talk, I mean, I talked about a lot, I talked about this last week, but even though you know, no one considers them like a pound for pound, you know, featherweight great, Korean Zombie inspired fans when he oh, fights, yeah. win or lose. And I think that's what Rose, I don't, maybe this is how she wants to be seen. You no, know, win or lose, she wants to be inspirational out there. And um, yeah, so I think that, I think the fact that she even said that out loud and to the media, I think we're gonna see uh, a um, a good a good uh, a good Rose on me in this. Now, will she be able to? 
Will the best Rose Namunas beat Mano tomorrow night? I don't know. But um I I think that that fight was a one off. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give that's a one off. That that's the Francis Ngano Derek Lewis one off. That's not that's never gonna happen again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but uh, so I I think I think Rose has done enough in her career that she she's earned that kind of. All right, we that's that's a that was a crappy fight, but we all have those nights. Uh, Payday says I don't want Rose to retire. I don't have any tears left after the Robbie and TKZ retirement. <laughs> yeah, it's you know I don't I, I I wonder I wonder where that would rank with people as far as how how uh, beloved she is because I guess she hasn't quite been around as long as they have, but she's had so many memorable moments in, in her career. So uh, yeah, I don't think she retires. I don't have to worry about that. Forrest Daniels wants to know, did Ngannou and Jones lay out the blueprints to beat Gon? Uh, I'll, I say yes, but it's a pretty difficult blueprint to execute. I don't know, Jose. Yeah, I mean, even Cyril Gon said it after he lost to John. He's like, I don't really train between fights. I don't really do a lot of wrestling. So yeah, I think they laid it out, and Cyril Gon was like, "Yeah, that's how you beat me." Like he himself said it. So correct. Yeah, yeah. Just Casey, if you're not the better striker, and Spivak is not the better striker, yeah, <laughs> you 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 get gravity working on your side and put him on his back. Yeah, I mean, yep. I mean, is. If Spivak can win the stand-up oh, man. in this fight. That I would mean, be incredible. That that would be like we're like, the whole Yeah. Time. That is is Sergey Spivak out like <laughs> outstrikes Cyril Gone. We have a new heavyweight contender. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Then we're putting to. Spivak up in that echelon. So yeah. uh if he takes down Gone and wins, you know, I won't say lay and pray, but takes him down, grinds him out, gets his submissions at some point, whatever. I think we're gonna we're gonna kind of keep we're gonna put the criticism on Gone rather than praise Spivak. I think. Sure. Uh, That's unfortunately. true. Unfortunately, um, so some uh, some of that some of that happened with Jones. Even the Jones Gone fight. So I'd be like, oh, Gone Gone's no good. Like Gone is Gone is crap because he got done by Jones. I'm like Jones just looked really damn good in his comeback fight. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. This guy's maybe the greatest fighter we've ever seen. He just wiped this insanely athletic, very tough heavyweight out in like two minutes. Yeah. But, but I do also, remember a lot of a lot of gaunting a lot of crap after that fight. I remember and. And also, but I think Jose Jose pointed out earlier, Gon's only been fighting as a professional fighter how long? It's 2018. That's not very long at this level, to fight at this level and to have no, no. And so, so he's fought in 2018. I'm sure he's only started training maybe a year and a half, two years before that. Mm-hmm. So that's just an incredible jump to go against John Jones. Even if we go against Francis Ngannou, you know, I mean, and and Gon, and Gon did a lot of damage to get to those spots too. I mean, the yep. guys he beat, he just you know hit 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 a wall. And um, we're gonna find out a lot about Gon. You know, did he? Is he? Did he? Can he kind of? Can he own it? You know, go. Oh, I have to improve in this. I have to get my ass kicked in the gym over and over and over again if I'm gonna beat guys like Spivak. You know, so we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's it's a it's it's again it's a matchup's going to answer a lot of questions I think in a lot of ways so I'm I'm interested. Uh, what else we got, Casey? Pro fights info again. Do you think the French crowd will be more hot, hotter? Come on, guys, grammar. Uh, more ta- tamer. Do you think they'll be more hot, more tame, or about the same as last time? Uh, Jose, I have the memory of a goldfish. I don't remember how hot the crowd was last. Oh man, year. they were. They could have. They could have melted that arena. It was unreal. That was one of the better crowds. The only like it's 
Yeah, it's gonna be I, it's gonna be red hot in there because they haven't burned through the that market yet. Like yeah. I feel like they kind of did that with England in the last. Yeah, few I was, years. I, was I, I think I think we're worried. Is this gonna be the the recent nah. England crowd or? <laughs> nah, I think I think because again, this is only the second UFC event ever in Paris, and you know Cyril is a superstar there. Like, go watch the fight with. Tied to Ivasa's Cyril gone, and just listen to the crowd to the point where even the the commentators they're like, let's just not they they say like let's just not talk and just let the crowd just go bananas. Like, if not for anything, you know, France has given us a lot of great things like democracy and art and all those kind of things. Like they their sports fans know how to do a chant. That's for sure. So <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, yes, this was a year ago. Cyril gone. Tied to Ivasa headlined. Uh, also on the card returning, uh, William Gomez won a fight in that card. He's mm-hmm. fighting on Saturday. And uh, Benoit saint as well. So, uh, yes, yeah, good on France for bringing the heat. As I said, the ceremonials, they were pumped as hell. They were cheering the French fighters so loud. So, uh, you're right, Jose. If last year is any indication, if Friday's ceremonial weigh-ins are any indication, they're going to bring it. They're going to bring it. So, good for France. We're good, sir. We're good? We're good. That's it. Anything else you want to talk about? Um... You know, I'll say I shouldn't because you know, you know, we'll save this question. I was going to talk do more, uh, more Rose retirement talk, but I think we'll save that because I don't think that this we see the last of her, barring something, uh, you know, super unfortunate. Oh, oh, oh no, one last thing. One last thing is better. I swear, this better not be a troll question. Yeah, front fights info. I'm just saying, I'm an English major. I got to do what I got to do. Tamer, tamer. <laughs> is that Kazushi Okada in a pirate hat? It is. Yes, it is. And I'm pretty sure that's not Photoshop. I'm pretty sure Okada was just wearing a pirate hat. Okada, known Morgan. Chadier fan, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, yes. Uh, so remember, uh, the card is at noon Eastern time, I believe. The one true time zone. Noon Eastern time. It'll be early morning MMA for you, gentlemen. Uh, and then the main card at 3 p.m. Eastern. T- sorry, excuse me. 12.30. I'm sorry. 12.30 start time for the prelims Eastern time. 3 p.m. for the main card. There will be a live Q&A at 12-ish, Casey? 12-ish? 12, uh, 12 yeah, 12, 12, 12 Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. The best time zone. Okay, so look for that on uh, MMA Fighting's YouTube, MMAfighting.com, <laughs> on our social media. It'll pop up. You can't miss it. And uh, yeah, thanks again, everyone. Look forward to the 11-fight card tomorrow, and uh, we'll see you on the post-fight show as well. For Jose Young's, for Casey Layden, this is Alexander K. Lee. Take care. Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.